Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage podcast and part two in our Creating and Crafting a Message Mary Method. Last week, we talked about praying and pondering. This week, it's all about preparation. But before we dive in, let me remind you of actually three things these days. Are you on the email list, takethestagepodcast.com? Are you in the Facebook group, Take the Stage Speakers? Search over there. And are you someone looking for a speaker to help you with a story? Maybe tell the story of your business. Maybe tell the story of your life. Because a part of what I do is I tell brand stories. I help you tell your brand story. So maybe you are looking for something like that. I would love to help you out. You can find all that information on how to connect with me at takethestagepodcast.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right, today's episode, let's talk about how to prepare that message you prayed and pondered over. Now, many of you have been around here for a while, and if you have, you heard me talk about Master Your Message. It's the method I use to craft the message. So I've gotten what I need. I've prayed, I've pondered, not that I stopped praying or working with the Holy Spirit, but I am to a place where I am ready to craft it out. And I use the worksheets just like I have in the Master Your Message program. And for those of y'all listening in, it's a $97 program. You will see a link here. It is a great way to get started. And I write out my opening. I write out my connection. I write out, that's the me to we part. I write out the transformational part. That's how is God moving? What did God do in my life through this story? through this time, through this season. I write out my sticky statements here, the fact that I said multiple, because I usually have two or three that I then dwindle down to one. And I write out my closing. Now, some of the things I do a little bit different is that I write a lot of this on post-it notes. And now you're thinking, what? Yes, I like to write it on post-it notes. I write opening and I'll write three or four things down about the opening. And I'll write it, that post-it note, and I'll put it up on a blank wall or the back of a door or a mirror, whatever works best for you. And then I will do the same thing with all the other parts. The reason I like to do this is I like to see the linear, like here's the opening and here are the three things I'm going to say in my opening. I'm going to tell this story. This is how I'm going to hook them. That's that capture how I'm going to captivate them. And I'm going to tell this story. And then here's my transition statement. And I put that under my connection. I like to call that my connection. So what am I going to say to move them from me to we? And a lot of you have heard me talk about the story of me having an aneurysm. And if you haven't, it's all good. I survived. But it was a season. I'm going to tell you. And not many people have had aneurysms, so that doesn't resonate with people. So what I do right there is I say, I was living a life 
of autopilot faith. I was just checking the boxes. Has anyone ever been there? Have you been there? Have you ever been in a season where it felt like your prayers were not getting above the ceiling, where you were just going to church, check, reading your Bible, occasionally, check. That's my segue from the me part to the we part. And then the transformational. And under each one of those transformational pillars, I like to have three. I'm a threes person. I will put those three things down and then I will write out under those three. What is God doing? What stories will I tell? What scripture will I read? How will I unpack this? So that's how I begin the process. It's with those sticky notes. It's with that master your message, just writing out the bare bones of everything I have. That's the first part of my preparation. Then I began to put together the pillars. I talked about those three pillars. That transformational portion of the message, that is where I spend the bulk of my time. It's where I want to live and stay. Might have told y'all, and I think I did in a past episode, that I'm working on a new, yes, a new message called Forward Focused Faith. If that is not a tongue twister, that's a tough one. Forward Focused Faith. And I love alliteration, so I love anything that has some type of alliteration to it. In this message, I talk about spending time looking back and actually spending time looking to the left and to the right in my walk with Jesus. I knew that this message opens with a story about that. It opens with a story of tripping and falling because we're not paying attention. And then I knew that for my pillars, for that transformational piece, I needed three strong pillars. And I have the pain of the past, the pull of the future, and the power of today. And I literally have those three sticky notes on a wall. And underneath it, I am unpacking. What does that mean? What scriptures will I use? You know, I'm definitely leaning toward running the race set before you, not looking back. Because for me, in my faith walk, it's easy to look back or look to the left or the right and see what my friends in the faith are doing. That's not the race God has for me. He has the one he has set before me. And I'm also using a scripture verse that I use quite often. He is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He is not a cubing. I think that's the name of the lamp, the light we used to use when we would go fishing at night. And my husband had this lantern and it literally looks like a headlight and you would turn it on and it would shine all the way across the lake. It was so bright. And I'm sure he could tell you how many lumens it was. I have no idea, but it was a lot of lumens incredibly bright. It would light up everything. You could not look into it because it would momentarily blind you. That is not what God has called us to do. And so I like to talk about staying forward focused on the step in front of me. So that's a part of what I do. I put those on the wall and then I unpack them. What stories will I tell around what it means about pain of the past? 
What stories will I tell on Pull of the Future? Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to tell a big overblown story for every part. Often, I don't have stories for every part. I might have one or two, but I don't have 10 stories in a 40-minute message. Now, I might start out with a lot of stories, but a part of that process of writing everything down is a trimming and a cutting. Recently, I was speaking to a group and it did not go the way we liked it. And by I say we, I was working with a client and I was doing what is known as the call to action. So that means I'm the one that gets people to go give, to sponsor, to donate. It just didn't feel right. So we put our heads together and I said, what if we lead with this other thing? What if we start with this story, which they seem to really love? So we flipped everything we were doing because we are hopeful that it will work better the next time because I'm doing the same thing uh, multiple times for this client with multiple different audiences. You may find the same thing as you are putting things together. You may stand before your wall and go, I don't think that story is going to work there. I think we're going to take that one out. Oh, and it may be your favorite story. And I will tell you, the person I'm working with, she was so sweet. She said, well, I don't really want to lose your whole story because I love it. I said, thank you. I love it too. But if it does not resonate with the people, then we have to let it go. There's a phrase in book writing. It's called, you have to kill your darlings. And what it means is sometimes we're so attached to a story or it could be a sticky statement but it doesn't quite fit the narrative of what God's given us for this message. You have to let it go. You have to kill your darlings. Now, for us, that message, we just cut that story out. We put it in our story file and we use it in a different message or that turn of phrase. I don't know about you, but I love a good turn of phrase, but maybe maybe it doesn't work in that setting. So we take it out and we put it in the file. Pondering your message, which is what we did last week, set you up for this part of this processing and preparing. Crafting a message is never easy. And I really want you to take heart in that because you are a professional speaker. When you ask for your fee of whatever it is, maybe you are just getting started and it's $300 or $500, or maybe you've been doing this for a while and it's $1,500 or $2,000, Maybe you've been doing it a long time and you're saying, I want three or $4,000. This is why. Because you put in large amounts of time pondering and praying and processing and preparing this message for this audience. Now, once you've done this, does this mean you just close the book on it, you walk away and you're done? Yes and no. We'll talk about this some next week in the practice portion of what we'll do. But the preparation, because you may be crafting this message for a women's retreat. You're going to give it on night two. Say you're going to come in on Friday. There's going to be fun and festivities. And Saturday morning, there's going to be some worship and some devotionals. And you're going to be the keynote speaker that night. Well, you've already built some rapport with them, particularly if you've been on the stage. Maybe you did a morning devotional. They've already gotten to know you a little bit, so it will change a little bit of your tone as opposed to it's a Thursday night, it's one night, it's 
6 p.m. to 9 p.m. and you go on at 7.15 and you have 40 minutes. You have a larger hurdle. So you're going to have to create connection quickly because you didn't get that time to maybe do a morning devotion or meet the women and spend time with them, eat, laugh, and you know, hang out. Every message is unique, even though you may have given it over and over and over. It still is unique because you've never shared it with her. Now, she may be in an audience of 50 or 5,000, but this message is brand new for her. So prepare. Even if you've done this message multiple times, I want you to spend time with it. I want you to look at how you've laid it out. You may do post-it notes. I love post-it notes. It's the most fun. And one of my darling people, I don't know, it was an anonymous gift, sent me a package of lined heart-shaped post-it notes in the most beautiful rainbow of colors. I adore it. I use them all the time. However you will prepare this message, spend time in that preparation. Write out that opening, that closing. Work out those sticky statements. Because God has gifted you with this message. It is yours. Only you can deliver this message. You're the only one. And she's waiting on this message. So get busy. You have a great rest of your day. Bye for now. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you will find links in the show notes, and those can be found wherever you're listening to this or at takethestagepodcast.com. I'm Mary R. Snyder, and as always, I am here to help you craft a message that matters and take that message to the stage. Until next week, have a good one.